what you want out of this club. You know I get nasty. You know I get nasty. Don't go around my house and call the taxi. I'm picky with my women. I'm just sliding. Call me to your pivot. I'm just sliding. I'm picky with my women. I'm just sliding. Call me to your pivot. I'm just sliding. First things first, let me get that introduction. We on the long road to sell destruction. You so in love, boy, don't tell me nothing. Let me get this clear. Cause I had no idea. Thank you. Uh, AATV Draft Talk, uh, joined as always by my co-host Tommy Barnett and got a special guest here, the uh, AAT Birds offensive lineman, our offensive lineman, Jeremy Bridges. I think this is your, is it the fourth time? Fourth time? I guess I think it's, yeah, the first oh, no, ever oh, oh, oh. guest. Yep, that's but, uh, we're going to talk, you know, we're going to dive a little bit into um, – your draft process and kind of, you know, because you were in a, a senior bowl, senior bowl just wrapped up. Uh, we want to get into that, you know, uh, just get some stories from you, you know, how it, you know, molded you, everything like that going into the NFL. Um, but the first question that I'm going to throw out to you, and I know we talked about it before, um, I'm going to throw it up on the screen here. Uh, this is a, this is from Milk. Paper from 2002. I know we talked about, you know, Mel Kuyper and everything. And he <laughs> – uh, long arms and athletic but struggles with power guys. That was his, his uh, you know, analysis of you. And then below, below you is one of your teammates, actually, Torin Tucker. Uh, physically imposing but needs to improve intensity. So those are two little um, things. But I, I saw yours and I had to do it. Uh, but I know you have your own Mel Kuyper. Uh, so I know he's not, you're not the biggest fan. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, uh, Mel Kuyper Jr., uh, he is who he is. I mean, he's like, 
He's this, this, this self-acclaimed guru. I don't even know how Mel Kiper came about. Like, really, I don't. I need to go back and do the history of Mel Kiper Jr. Because I know he was with ESPN for quite a while, right? And he's doing his draft analysis and so on and so forth and, and scouting these guys. And, and, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, so, but where did he come from, right? Who is Mel Kiper Jr.? Right? Has Mel Kiper Jr. ever played football? Anybody, right? Has he ever done any of these things to make him an expert? On judging talent, and usually between him and Sean McVay, and not McVay, what's his name? Uh, Todd McShay. Todd McShay. Said Sean McVay. Okay, so Todd McShay can't can't blame me for that one. Sing along, rhyme a lot, right? So uh, Todd McShay, right? Now he's a this guru. He used to do a Todd McShay two and three and four point oh. Like ah, get out of here. But like. That that two thousand like two like you know, in the senior bowl you know just everything just wrapped up, um, and I just want to get your feeling like like how did it help you you know coming from you know su Southern Miss um, I know it wasn't a, a huge school but you know, there was a lot of talent on that offensive line I know I I was texting you and you know I, I said wow you're right you said in a show that we had on All About the Birds about four out of the five guys were in the NFL and it's mm -hmm. true. Um, like how did going to the senior bowl help you uh, even become even better of a prospect? Well, of course I had a chip on my shoulder, right? Uh, first of all, I didn't get invited to the senior bowl. Uh, right, so that was probably top 10 tackle in the nation at the time, right? And all they kept saying was competition level, competition level, competition level. Uh, and they had a couple other guys they wanted to see in the senior bowl. So, all right, whatever. So my agent pulled a couple strings, got me down there. And of course, I'm down at proof of point at that point. Right? I, I, you know, you had all these guys coming out, Haynes out of Penn State, uh, Dougal out of Miami, like you had all these big time quote unquote pass rushes. I whooped all of them, right? I whooped all of them. I, I, I made it my business to, to do them all in, right? Because these, these are guys, right? These are the guys that y'all putting up top rank, big time, first rounders, second rounders. Yeah, okay. I got all that. Don't worry about it. And, yeah, I had a big Frito-Lay ruffles. It was there, sitting there. Big-ass Dorito sitting on my shoulder. So, yeah, <laughs> I went out there, and, and my mindset was I chose violence, put it like that. But, uh, Tommy, you have, you have another video. I want to throw that up there. Yeah, we'll, I'll get that for you. So we put put this up there. Let me get this up for you. <laughs> <Wow>, boy. <laughs> Hang on one second. Like I'm gonna put full screen. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get. Yes, I'm still indeed. talking. Right? So this is the one I found that you were super smiley. Other ones you had a mean, mean mug on your face. But Oh man, the boys had to struggle braids. <laughs> I found this, and uh, this was funny because you were. You know, it looked like it was Sean Rogers. I think that's who the number ninety-two was, and you just told him to get over. I'm gonna, you know, whoop your butt. It was great because because you mentioned in that too. You know, when you're on the field, you know, you, he's your opponent, and you know, you're not you're not friends with anyone after the game. 
I'll, I'll sure, handshake sure. you, do all that kind of stuff, and you know all that good stuff. But uh, in the game, you're just you know you're strictly business, and you're not afraid right. of anyone. You have no one that's um, you know no one's going to intimidate you. Nah, that's just how I play, man. Uh, yeah, you know it, it was. You know, I hate to say things that are so extreme, like oh, it's kill or be killed, or like, you know what I'm saying. I'm, I ain't trying to go to Keller Williams or like route be like war out there. Like I mean, but. This is the game I aim to win, right? I, I smile a lot, but you know, I tell people all the time, they're like, oh, you always smile last night. I am, until I'm not smiling, all right? And when game time came, I wasn't smiling too much. You know what I'm saying? I uh, played aggressive, I played angry, and I had a good time doing it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I wasn't just, you know, I was, I was the biggest jokes on the football field, right? I'm talking shit to everybody, cracking jokes, like, Literally, like with everybody, the refs, everybody, like hear me mic'd up is like classic, right? Because I'm just out there having a blast. So, but yeah, when it came to competition and getting it on, like, yeah, it was so, no question. We, we, we in fight mode. Do you, you always play that way, or is that some kind of like, like when you get college, you start getting a little more aggressive like that? All oh, like that. From the moment I stepped on the football field, from the moment I realized uh, that this is how you have to play. Right, uh, it hit me in high school, like earlier high school, like ninth grade year. Right, you know, you get hit too many times, like you get hit and not doing the hitting, being aggressive. Yeah, you're like, ah, you know what? I like giving it more than taking it. That's you know, that just is what it is. So, being aggressive and, 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 and being aggressive, you had to have more knowledge, you know what I'm saying, and, and be, be more savvy than your opponent. So, it made me study the game more. And I want to I want to know more about it. I want to learn. I, I became a student. I always watched football you know, when I was younger, so I know all these cats, the greats, and so on and so forth. But I, I, I realized I had to play a certain way. And, you know, uh, if you guys watch uh, the Michael Jordan thing, um, what was it called? The Last Dance, the, right? Yeah, the Last Dance, right? The Michael Jordan. Said what he said, he put his hands up. Was like, you know, that's the way I play. Like, you know, play that way. That's cool. I got a lump in my throat. You know, like, I, that's kind of the same way I felt. And you ain't got to play that way, right? But when I step on that field, it's, you know, that's, that's how it's going now. Was there was there anybody like in college, you know, coming into the league? Was there anybody that you were looking forward to or you wanted to face, you know, as an offensive lineman, as either a defensive lineman, was someone that you were looking for? That you wanted to face, like just something you set your sights on. In the league? Yeah. No, I just kind of took them how they came. Right, <laughs> right. It was like it was like next opponent. Right, I wasn't salivating to get to nobody. It's like I'm, I'm gonna get, we all get the same treatment. Right, I'm gonna do you yeah. dirty. That's, that's the objective. Yeah, because there was one story like 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 when we had Trey Thomas on, and we asked him like, coming to the league, and he goes, "I was a trash talker. That's what I did. I didn't care." who you were. I didn't care anything. I would just talk. And he said his rookie year, they were playing against, I think it was Green Bay. And Reggie White played on the other side. Of and I think he said it was either Richard Cooper or whatever told him, don't don't talk trash. Just, you know, don't. And he said, uh, that's what I do. That's what he goes, you talk trash. Reggie White's going to hear you and he's going to come to your side and he's going to show you up. So he goes, that was the one and only game in my NFL career that I was quiet. And I asked, did, 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 I said, did Reggie come over to you? Did he come over to that side? And he said, no, 
So. <laughs> I don't know. Here's, here's the truth. You know, I got I got all kind of NFL stories, right? Uh, I met Reggie White. Had the pleasure of being able to meet Reggie White my rookie year in Philadelphia. Actually, my second year, so my second spring in Philadelphia. That's the uh, all season I got cut. So uh, Reggie White came out to the field and you know visiting, and it was like I, you know tripping because I'm like you know as a young guy I'm like hey, this is Reggie White. Like, yeah, D. Reggie White, Mr. Oop himself, right? So, of course, we doing one-on-ones, and we just happen to be doing one-on-ones. And Trey sees him, and, of course, the first thing Trey said was, come on, Reggie, you can get some of this, too. And we all was just like, <laughs> like so Reggie, Reggie and Reggie just kind of, you know, waved him off like, oh, man, like, you know, but, yeah, I can attest, Trey was going to run his mouth. Like, so here he was quiet. I mean, but I mean, yeah, you, that's Reggie White, man. Like, if you had any kind of wits about your football-wise and you were watching the game and saw what Reggie was doing to people, yeah, I'm going to kick back on that. I don't want to wait there. I want to poke the bear. But, uh, like, the, the other thing was I talked to him about was Bruce Smith. Because Bruce Smith was at the end of the year. Because Reggie and Bruce Smith are always, cause, you know, mentioned together because they're, you know, one-two in the sacks. And right. Um, you know, Trey always said you were there in 2000, I think 2003. Um, I think, I think we played okay. Washington, yeah, okay. you know, you put, um, you know, Washington, you saw Washington at that time. And, um, you know, he said, I had no issues talking to him because I was going to shut him down. And, uh, there was a clip that I showed of, you know, with Trey and everything like that, like about him, you know, manhandling Bruce Smith. You know, mm-hmm. when you go up against a great player, because I know you had your battles with, you know, Jared Allen, and um, in like when you were in Carolina, did you have like in practice? Did you have your moments with uh, Julius Peppers and everything like that? Like those type oh, of, yeah. you know, defensive ends who are, you know, these all pros. Did you like? I would say in practice with Julius Peppers to make you better. I know these guys were at a certain level. I know you didn't take, you didn't look at them as being. You know, you know, I'm my own guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take control. Did it help nah, you? Yeah, of course it did. I had, uh, I tell people about my, my Julius Pepper story. Uh, when I was at Arizona, right before I went to Carolina, I admired Julius Pepper. Tyson, so like, man, that boy cold. Like, you know, so he's one of my favorite defensive ends, right? So when I got released by Arizona and Carolina picked me up, right, I was, you know, elated. I was happy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but in my mind, I was like, huh, I get to go up against this cat every day. Uh, let's see what this dude really got. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, of course, me being me, right? Me being me, I'm, I'm going to say, <laughs> this is what I told Pep. This is our first encounter, right? So I walk up to him in the locker room, you know what I'm saying, to everybody. You know, a couple cats I knew from the league, you know what I'm saying? So I'm talking to cats I know. I see him. So I walk up to his locker. Introduce myself. Uh, he's like, yeah, that's how we pick you up. We're glad we got you. You help us out. So I told him, I was like, look, man, you one of my favorite players in the league, right? But he had like a down year, right? Year, like the year in 04, he had a down 06, 05. Yes, he had a down year in 05, right? So I basically told him, I said, look, so I'm going to kick your ass every day to the season over it. I, I said, I need you to be back to where you were, right? 
That's what I told him, right? And me and Pimp used to go at it and practice, like, damn, they come to blows some days, right? Like, but one thing we told each other before the game, like, you know, when it's the best all week, it should be kept, right? It should be easy. And I honestly had no trouble in, you know, saying 06 when I started, I played 14 games. Uh, I think I gave up one and a half sack, maybe two sacks that season. Uh, uh, and I remember it was like one I gave up was in Dallas, it was like the Ellis, like in the game. And, but going against Pep, of course, it's going to raise your level, right? But I mean, I, when I was in Carolina, I played guard as well, so I used to go against Chris Jacob every day. Like, ugh, right? <laughs> right? Why can't keep more of two, right? Look, them boys was 395 and 400, right? That was, it was big in there, right? You know what I'm saying? So, and then going back to that, I, when I was uh, like my 05, my third year, when I was playing guard in it with, with, with the Cardinals, uh, you know, we, I played against Warren Sapp uh, in his later in his career. Uh, you know, it, it ain't nothing, you know what I'm saying? We're going against somebody who's one of the greatest, you know, Hall of Famer, you know what I'm saying? Your gold jacket dude. So, uh, Brian Young, right? That's a gold jacket dude. Leroy Glover. That's a gold jacket, dude. Like, so I played against these cats when I was a baby, right? They were seasoned vets, you know what I'm saying? I remember B.Y., uh, Brian Young told me uh, after the game, he was like, big dog, you're going to be all right. Man, I was like, talking about home. Like, this is the B.Y., the man B.Y. just told me this, and I'm going to be all right. So, yeah, man, you play against greats, you know what I'm saying? It's going to up your ante, you know what I mean? So – I think this person, uh, Michael Joe, thanks for uh, joining us. I think he's talking about Simeon Rice. I don't know if you've Simeon, ever yeah, this. I never played against Simeon Rice. Uh, I don't think I have, unless, you know what I'm saying, unless I'm, I'm missing something. But, uh, you know, they won a Super Bowl in what? Uh, o, in, in 2000, right? Was it 02? 02. Yeah. 02. Yeah. Because right. like yeah. he didn't play so, much late yeah. after that because he got injured or something. Because that did. was like and his fourth, I, year, yeah. fourth or fifth yeah. year already. And that's what I was getting at. Like, so he won the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, and Simeon pretty much was done after that. So, no, nah, I didn't get a chance to play against Simeon Rice. Uh, I did get to play against the great Leonard Little. People tend to forget that man's name and how menacing he was. I played against Leonard, uh, of course, he was in my two years in Arizona, 0405. And the times I did play tackle against him, oh, it was a rough day. Like it's, it wasn't. It wasn't a fun day at all, brother. And I got to play against it too because I played uh, when I, my first year in you know, '06 with Carolina, right? I think I played against him that year because we played the Rams. So, yeah, man. Uh, never got to play against him, but I did get to play against uh, someone similar. Speaking of those uh, Arizona days, a little bit, I was looking at that Senior Bowl roster from when you played. I saw Cliff Cliff Kingsbury's name on there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> almost forget about yeah. that. Yeah, people, I, I, when I um, I saw Cliff when, when he first got hired, the coaches meeting out here in Arizona, and uh, I was joking with him. I was like, "Yeah, we played the Senior Bowl together." He was like, "Yeah, yeah sure did." I was like, "Yes, we did." I was like, "Damn, my skin's crazy." He said, "You played quite a while." I was like, "Yeah." That's when I got to put my beat in, try to get on the staff, but you know, you know, the slots. Man. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, I look at that senior bowl, and for me, it makes me laugh because I got drafted in the sixth round, right? Which I mean, is what it is. But it ain't turned out pretty well. All right, one eighty-five, six picks, uh, six six round, one eighty-fifth overall. Yes, sir. So 
it's not really a big deal to me. I, I played in the league 10 years. I look at the cats that got drafted in front of me. Some of these cats didn't even play two years, right? It was crazy. I remember how they was hyping the Williams kid up from Florida State, right? Uh, me and him shared time during the game, so I had to play after him, right? So I started, I just started playing. He started, I started playing like midway through the second quarter. And he he was one of those, oh, I don't want to play because I don't want to get hurt because I'm going to go high and draft type. Man, this dude was trash. I think he played for four years, maybe, right? Uh, but I look at that. I look at all these guys that we got dressed in front of me, man. And like, uh, I was like, uh, bruh, my day. So, so, so I don't know Bill Piper Jr. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that. I would say the best lineman out of that draft, which I think you actually played with him, Jordan Gross. He went in, Jordan Gross. He went yep. to Carolina, top 10. Um, mm -hmm. I, I used to hate Jordan Gross. <laughs> I used to hate him because our measurables were the same, right? I was strong in him. I was faster than him. I was more athletic than him. And for whatever reason, he got all of fame, right? He played in Utah. I'm like, what? what, what? He plays in Utah. Like, what? <laughs> Y'all talking about my competition that we do play in Utah. Like, so uh I I I've said it on wax a couple times. Like Jordan Gross deserved to be a first round draft pick. He deserved to play his first year. He deserved everything he gets. Jordan Gross is a hard one of the hardest working students of the game. He's gonna watch film. He understands one thing I love about Jordan is he understood that he was not that guy when it came to being athletic. He was, he understood that. But man, he was a technician, right? He was a technician. So for what he lacked in athleticism, he made up for by studying the game, studying his opponent, knowing situations and, and, and just being prepared, putting himself in the right situation. And, you know, it made him, he was a pro bowl, I think, with one, maybe two, one or two years. And he deserved everything he got, man. One of my brothers to this day, I love him to death. Man. But, yeah, when he's coming out, I was like, man, it's a joy, bro. It's like, I think like offensive linemen, you know, when when you look at offensive linemen, here's a great question by Michael again. You know, is it easier to move from guard to tackle or tackle to guard? Well, it depends. It depends on the person. Uh, to be honest with you, because everybody thinks moving to guard is just cakewalk. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh, if you tackles are used to playing higher, right? Uh, usually tackles don't play as high as guards. I mean, don't play as low as guards until they engage with somebody, right? But guards play low and the fight comes to them just like that right so whereas tackles have to be more athletic and dance a whole lot more guard if you ain't if you ain't got no fight in you at guard you're not gonna be a very good guard right because that fight happens right away the boys is big and skilled in there they ain't just big big and fast and strong and powerful right and they're powerful in a short amount of for short short span of field right they're so powerful in two yards pop it's like Literally, like a, 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 a Mack truck taking off and hitting. So, I'm gonna say it's uh, depends on the person. For me, uh, I was one of those cats that was blessed to be trained to play all positions. Uh, shout out to Crystal Knockers. Uh He was my coach in college uh, that really started me doing everything. I used to play center and scrimmages in college. I hated that shit, right? But he used to always tell me that. If you're gonna be in the league, you know you, this. This is gonna make your value go up, right? And it did. Like I played every, I've started every position in the NFL except for center, offensive line. Wide. And I used to play center in practice uh, when I was out here in Arizona from '09 to '12 uh, because we used to let me do it. So with the scout team go, I would take like 
like six, seven snaps at, uh, at center. Just good. <laughs> right. You got to have that emergency guy who can step in just in case. So you said uh, they got that Swiss Army now, baby. Yep. And, you know, look, looking at your career. So, you know, 110 games, 55 games started. But there was one stat there that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, 15 kick return yards. So did you happen to pick up a you know, script <laughs> and try and run it? And try to first, first of all, I always say it's 19. I think they should have. But uh, <laughs> so. Well, you all, uh, the thing is, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go find that video and I'm going to look it up. And I'm going to. Oh, yeah. Oh, we need nice. the highlight. <laughs> oh, nice. I thought it was nice. I, I made it got missed, right? Uh, so, so what happened was I was going to kick our return. Uh, had to be, I want to say it was 08. I want to say it was my last year plan. No, 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 no. Yeah, I want to say it was away because Otah was there, right? So, uh, and me and him was kind of splitting time because they was trying to work him in there. Oh, what a bust. But, uh, uh, yeah, so it, they, we were going back and forth with the San Diego Chargers at the time and old old stadium bottle water. And, yeah, it was late in the game. They had scored. So, if they, you know, basically if they – Blue bus one, and for whatever reason, they, they were having some success defensively against us. They tried to kick it short. Hopefully, they can get, you know what I'm saying, myself or one of the other guys, this is back in the wedge, to boop, you know, bloop the ball, ball get out some kind of way. No, kicked it to the right one, right? So they blooped it. And of course, as the wedge setter, which is what I was, I turned around. I, I had my head turned. So I turned my shoulders. I saw that damn ball get blooped. I was like, oh my God. Here we go, all right? <laughs> this could be this could be uh the, the best thing ever or the worst thing ever, right? So it came straight to me where it bounced. I timed the bounce, caught it. Uh, one of my guys jumped in front of me, got a nice block, you know, you know, cruising. Uh, I felt in my heart. I said, you know what? It's time for me to just go down. All right? So this guy started coming towards my knee, and I just kind of went to the ground with it, uh, got up, and we went out and won the game, right? So. Yeah, that's so 15 did, yards. I, I say 19 yards, but that's 15 so, yards kickoff return. So, so did you go? You, you go to the you go to the coaches and say, you know, maybe a goal line. You give me, I, I could be the fullback, or you know, give me the ball. You know, I, I, I you know, I can score. I, it, it, I mean, <laughs> it, it's always great to see a lineman score, right? Always great to see a big man get in zone. So, but I don't know. I just I would that wasn't really my gig, man. You know what I'm saying? I was cool with. I like I like mashing cats out. You know what I'm saying? I, I get a little bit of glory. Now, Tommy, as we got this other clip, I want I want to bring this up because I know you saw it on Twitter. Um, let's put it, pull it up here, and so go hit that hit that play yeah, button. I got it. So, <laughs> it's almost like you know I. I, I, I see that video, and it's almost like you go into the kitchen, and Grandma says, "No, you're not going to yeah. cook or something like that." Yeah, that's, that's basically <laughs> what you just got. Uh, yeah, you got served. Uh, I got I got a couple of those uh, clip files. I think if you watch that, uh, how I see it on YouTube, I think they got yeah. a clip of me doing a roll like that uh, on the draw. Like I knocked the hell out of him, like literally, like knocked him, flipped him. So, uh, yeah, I, I got a couple of those. I know how that goes. Those draws are always fun. Uh, you get to lead a guy out of the field, and, of course, they're going to try to do something slick and quick and pop. Just knock them on their butt. 
So I want to talk a little bit, um, you know, about the draft. And, you know, there's some premier offensive tackles, uh, offensive linemen in general coming in. And we saw a lot um, at the Senior Bowl watching the one-on-ones. Um, what do you – how much do you – so if if you have, like, the Senior Bowl and you have the one-on-ones, what do you look in terms of an offensive line prospect? Is it the, their feet, their hand placement? Is it a combination of both? What would you look at to say, hey, that guy – you know, would translate doing this or what position he could play better at? Like, what, what would you say, you know, because you do know the position. You played it plus coached right. it, so. With, and with the interior with the interior guys, you look for, for, for balance, stability. Uh, for every offensive line, you look for feet, right? Uh, inside guys, you look for their knee bend, right? If they can, if they got good knee bend, uh, the ability to take on power rushes, you, you know, you just have to see them in different situations. Uh, can they generate movement with the first couple steps in, in, in the run game? Because, of course, that's what the run game generates, literally from guard to guard. If we can solidify that, we're going to have successful runs. Even on the outside, because you ain't got to worry about nothing leaking in from the back. So, yeah, uh, guys on the interior, we're looking for uh, power. We're looking for, of course, you want offensive line to have long arms, of course, so we can get our hands on guys. Uh, but you look for that stability, you look for that balance, you look for feet. And then when it comes to tackles, you look for feet, of course. they got to be able to move. Uh, but maintaining balance, getting out, because it's a skill. Like, people don't understand. We go backwards, right? We don't go forward, right? So we're in a whole other world when it comes to, like, your feet and your mindset, because you're not trained to go backwards. You're trained to walk forward, right? So... We go backwards, right? Whether it be the angle, like a big angle, tight angle, small angle, vertical, right? We go backwards. And when you look at the tackles, how do they react or how do they engage at the point of attack, right? That's what you look for. And of course, consistency, all offensive linemen, right? Does he do this more than he does that, right? So that's what we do. Speaking of the draft, there, there's quite a few guys this year where Everyone's kind of between, like, are they a tackle? Are they a guard? I mean, do, is, do you think there's any player that really kind of is similar to you in a skill set coming out this year or no? Most offensive linemen nowadays are similar to my skill set, right? Yeah. Because when I came in the league, I was considered a hybrid. I was said to be too small, Tommy. Like, that's what I was. I was too small, like, to be a tackle. I was too – too, 290-something, uh, maybe? Now, I was three, I was, like I dressed, I was three or five. Yeah. But I, yeah, so I wasn't big enough, heavy enough to be a guard, wasn't tall enough to be a tackle. Like, so I was a hybrid, right? That's what they basically called me, I was a hybrid. But little did they know that this is where the NFL was headed, right? The tackles, because you see, you know, guys like Trey, right? You know what I'm saying? Well, Trey was a special skill, right? He was six seven, but he could still move, right? Uh, John Runyon, you did all right because he was so skilled, he played so low. But guys like McKinney and Loho, like these big, gigantic offensive tackles, once that new 3-4 hit, it was over. They, they couldn't hold up because they were so big and they couldn't move. These guys just literally running around, right? So Turn to the turnstiles. You, you bring that up, and it's great because the Eagles at left tackle this year played Jordan Mailata, who's 6'8", mm-hmm. 360. But he was also a former rugby player. So he right. has yeah, that he's, skill set. He's it's, a different, it, yeah. Whole different skill set, yeah. Exactly. He's not that what you were saying with Brian McKinney and Phil Lodhol and these other, you know, offensive tackles, these huge mammoth guys. 
And you're right. They're, they're going to a more athletic, you know, being able to, you know, be that athletic and, you know, some, some can do it. And of course some can, and you see what, you know, who can, you know, take a look at the Super Bowl, And we mentioned it on our show and the offensive line, when the, when Kansas city lost Eric Fisher and then had mm-hmm. to move Mike, Mike Remmers, who played right tackle, moved him to the left side, played Wiley, who was a guard, moved him to right tackle. Then you yeah. plug in and play in all these different guys, yeah. and the continuity isn't there, you know, especially on the biggest stage, the biggest game of any of those players' lives is the Super Bowl. Right. And you have to go right. in and try to try to block these guys, JPP and Dominic and Sue and Vita Vey and Shaq Barrett. Like, like a mindset of an offensive lineman like that, having to move around and knowing it's the biggest game, knowing you, you know, you have a quarterback who isn't a hundred percent because Mahomes wasn't a hundred percent, but it had to run for his life. You know, they say it, you build the trenches. That's how you win. You win the Super Bowl. If you, there's no Super Bowl winner ha- that has had a terrible offensive line go through history. You will not see that. So what, what would you say is the mindset going into a Super Bowl like that? And you know, not playing a position that you're 100 percent comfortable. Well, first of all, I mean, me personally as an offensive line coach, I'm gonna make sure that my guys are we, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do musical chairs, right? And we're gonna do that. Right? You're gonna have to understand that we don't know what's gonna happen during the course of the season. We don't know what's gonna happen week to week. So we're gonna have to figure out who's gonna play what, who's gonna be the best bet, the next best, you know what I'm saying, the next best guy to fill that slot. So with my offensive line, it wouldn't have been no problem, right? We'd have just been shuffling in, right? So, but that's how you have to prepare your offensive line. There's no solidified position, right? Me personally, if I'm a GM and I'm looking at a guy or a scout, I'm looking at an offensive lineman, he can't play more than one position. I don't want him, right? I don't want him. You got to be able to play guard. You got to be able to play tackle, right? Centers, you got to be able to play guard. That's just is what it is. Question is there anything else you'd really say has like changed an offensive line play since you were playing other than just like the amount of athleticism needed? Uh, it's soft. <laughs> I'm just going to be real. Uh, not all of them, because some of them still have that old school, gritty, nasty mentality. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, a lot of these offensive linemen, they, they want to be too pretty. Now, don't get me wrong, I was a pretty boy. Right, that's just, I've been like that since high school. So, but when it came to getting dirty, I ain't no problem. But yeah, I, that's what I see. I just see guys too friendly, too soft. I'm like, you know, be real with you. When Buffalo was playing, they was, they was playing Kansas City, right? And they got in that little melee at the end of the game. You mm-hmm. got a line flying over and pushing guys over. Yeah. Yes, yes, hell yes, right? You're not going to mess with my quarterback, right? And if we go battle, that all comes behind this dude. Uh, your job is to protect the quarterback. So I need that great nasty, you know? You're, you're 100% right there because, you know, you look at early in the season when Andy Dalton went for a slide and got, you know, rammed his head into the into the turf, all the offensive yeah. linemen just stood there and just watched right. them lay motion. Oh, Nobody sorry. went after. And, no, I would. Yeah, and, and it brings me to when the Eagles played Washington years ago. Nick Foles got blindsided, blocked by a defensive tackle, and Peters ran over there and literally started, you know, them two went at it and started punching each other. 
you know, you as an offensive lineman, you you're to protect the quarterback. So when the quarterback gets a dirty hit, don't you feel that's you know? No, it's, it's, it's pretty right. So we uh when we were playing the Saints in '09, when I was out here in the playoffs, we got our ass mollywop, but. <laughs> we didn't get that. our ass up until that point where Kurt threw that interception and McCray cleaned his clock, right? That's the hit that was heard around the world. Kurt was ready to retire right after that hit, right? <laughs> he knocked his ass out. Meanwhile, I'm over here fighting with Will Smith, rest his soul, right? Literally giving piecing him up, you know what I'm saying? Because me and him had faced off. I didn't hit him about three times. The ref sent me to the sideline. I'm standing beside Wiz, and it's pandemonium in the dome. Can't hear nothing. Wiz talking to the ref. He comes back over to me. He said, JP, did you hit him? I looked at him. I said, yeah. He paused for a second. He looked back at me. He said, JP, you can't hit him. <laughs> so he was like, I'm trying to, trying to keep you in the game right now. Meanwhile, Tim Hightower's on the sideline getting his ass kicked, right? Everything's going crazy. But I told Wiz, he was like, they're going to let you play. I said, you might as well come get me. I said, because if I see number 93, I'm going to beat his ass. That's what I said. I said, when, when I see 93, they put 93 on me, I'm going to beat his ass. I said, I ain't going to get him. I said, but if they put him on me, I said, you can stop the game. I said, because I'm going to throw his hand. I said, he, 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 he needs to be hurt behind me. That's just his And, you know, I, I love this, the back and forth and the stories and everything. Um, give me – so looking in your timeline – um, you had a quick stint with Washington, and then you were yeah. cut, right? And then, um, mm-hmm. and then you went back to I think Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like? Like, like you know, Washington is you know Washington. I, I'm not going to call them the name they used to be, but um, right, right, yeah. what was that experience? Because a lot of that, a lot of people don't know you for you know having you know a little stint in Washington. Yeah, that uh, was. I didn't like it. To be real uh, Zorn, <laughs> Zorn was the coach. Uh, he was, you know, Zorn is a head man. Just that wasn't it, right? Of course, you saw how long it lasted. But uh, the the late great Joe Bugle was uh, the offensive line coach, right? And I mean the original man, the Hog, you know, what I'm saying? the Hog himself. So me and Joe Bugle did not get along, man. Like, we did not get along. Joe, people wanted me to punch with two hands all the time in pass protection, and I wasn't accustomed to doing that. And I had already, I mean, I started, you know what I'm saying, two and a half years at Carolina before I got to y'all. So I've had success beating top-tier guys by punching with one hand, right? So we and him went back and forth and back and forth. Finally, one day it came to a head uh, in the meet room. He was his only, I'm having success. I ain't got to beat one time. He steady messing with me about this one hand punch. I'm punching one hand. You gotta punch it to me. Come on, Bridget. Come on, Bridget. You gotta punch it to me. Yada yada yada. So one day, at one point, he just got upset and just started snapping on me, right? So I'm clicking a pin, right? <laughs> He's talking, I'm clicking a pin, right? And Chris Samuels is like, the meeting room was small. So Chris Samuels, I was sitting across from Chris. And Chris literally reached across and grabbed my hand. <laughs> So I was getting ready to explode. I guess he felt like the speed was going too fast in that click. And I was getting ready to explode. And I just kind of digressed, you know what I'm saying? I, I fell back and uh, it was it was just, it was destined to happen. I'm glad, one of the, one of the, one of the things I'm glad about my career is I got the hell away from over there. Uh, but I don't know, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't a vibe at the time. 
Like, I love to go back and play for Ron or coach for Ron, right? Like, that, that'd be great. But you know, as a player at that time, it was just, it wasn't. The boys was wild, man. I, I ain't gonna lie, like, you that, like, that, that, that whole experience in, in Washington was like, this, like, this crazy is like, this the NFL, you see people trying to portray on TV, right? <laughs> <laughs> Them dudes was wild, man. Like, I ain't gonna call no names back there. You know what year it was, you know who's on the team. So, them boys was wild, man. And it was funny, funny, <laughs> just to watch and be a part of it. So, I, you know, I'm glad I didn't stay with it. I enjoyed my little stint. You got to throw in one wild story. Come on. <laughs> no, I will not. I, <laughs> there's certain things you don't do, Tommy. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right. I done seen it all, heard it all. Well, he's got some wild stories from his time, you know, his rookie year. I know that. I know we've heard about that already. Um, oh, yeah. it, you know, up, up at uh, Lehigh. Um, but you were, you know, <laughs> your, your whole career, so your whole NFL career, what would you say to an incoming draft, you know, a draftee or something like that? You know, if you got to sit down and talk to a room of the offensive linemen or uh, players in general, you know, your time in the NFL, how would you approach them to, you know, either help them out and avoid certain things that you had, you went through, what would you say to them? Uh, I would say position-wise to, to learn everything, right? As I got older, I realized that the game was so much easier to play if I knew what was going on on both sides of it, right? So what I did is I, I'm like quarterback checks, I'm like things the running back got to do. I knew what pretty much everybody did on every play, right? It sounds crazy. But even routes, I started learning routes. Like, who's running what? Because it just made me a better offensive lineman. But, okay, who's the first read, second read, third read? Okay. And I'm looking at defenses, and I'm like, well, this fool ain't going to be open, so let me get ready for a long ride. <laughs> right? <laughs> These things will make you a better player because they'll prepare you. Right? And then as far as, like, just living outside of football, like, I'm going to do – I'm going to pull a, a, a card from – I remember this book and say, think before you press in. Don't press in, right? <laughs> like this day and age, don't press in. Don't put sin on your Twitter, on your Instagram, your TikTok. Don't do none of that, right? Because we see the trouble that it gets guys into. And it's like, that's trouble you don't need. You start to bring that on yourself. Teams going to start looking at you like, ah, this dude's immature and he can't stay on TikTok and flip flop. And like, I got so sick of hearing about Juju Smith last year and TikTok. Like, <laughs> But you want to be a TikTok sensation, you want to be a star receiver, bro. Like, putting a target on your back. All right, what are we doing? Like, you're killing yourself, man. Like, all right, so yeah, that's what I tell my youngest. Like, learn, learn other positions, uh, soak the game up. You know, that, that's those are the things that are going to help you. Always keep your body in great condition, too. Like, that's one thing I never had a problem with. Like, sometimes we're to get myself conditioned for the fight, point blank, period. All right, so. Yeah, those are things that I would definitely lace these cats with. But I want to get into last segment. I want to talk a little bit about. So you're in Arizona, Arizona mm-hmm. Cardinals. You know, what's something you know with the draft coming up? What are some positions of need you feel that they need to go and they need to fill to make them, you know, to make to take that next step to make the playoffs and. What do you think, draft-wise, that they could, you know, benefit using? Uh, 
You know what? Um, and no, you can't say new head coach. You can't draft a head coach. I, I, no, I wouldn't. I, wouldn't <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't think Cliff is doing a horrible job. I think he needs to to realize it's just the NFL and it's not college and like these are grown men, right? So they don't need phone breaks, right? It, you know, it, it ain't about drip. It's about wins, right? Well, hopefully he's he's mature. You know, he's 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 understanding his flaws and he's doing making the necessary. Uh, corrections so he can be a better head coach. But we definitely need a couple new offensive linemen. Um, we need uh, another tackle, a big-time tackle, uh, and we can make Beecham a, a backup. All right, he's solid enough to be a backup. Uh, DJ Humphreys, I'm still not sold on this kid. They paid him. That's their prerogative. That's their decision. But I ain't sold on this kid. So I feel like we should draft some linemen, uh, some guys that can – Again, play both positions, guard and tackle. Uh, solidify that. Definitely need another defensive tackle. We need a big-time B-tackle, right? Uh, just a key free agent, or we just need to draft a big-time defensive tackle. Uh, some kid that we know that's going to get it done. Every play, dual ball, every play, running downs and passing downs. Uh, definitely got to get a shutdown cornerback, right? Pat's not going to be there, right? And Pat's old, right? And it's no knock on him, but as we get older, our strength and weakness has changed. And so, yeah, and we talked about the linebacker position. I think we're pretty good there, but we need one more, right? Uh, or they just need to learn how to use Isaiah, right? right? The kid can play, right? He's big, he's long, he's rangy, reminds me of Carlos Evans, right? And uh, he reminds me a lot more of Carlos Evans. I said, uh, What's my guy's name? I'm, I'm kidding myself. Oh, Carlos Dansby, right? I said Carlos Dansby. So he's like Evans and Dansby with that long length of fire. He can run, likes to hit, very smart, very athletic, can play the ball very well. So we just got to, man, <laughs> lay the kid in the right position and let him do his thing. Of course, you know, train him to be smart. I think there just needs to be more discipline with our team. Big time discipline. We need more discipline. Like, we got receivers. Um, we got running backs. I mean, we can draft another running back. I don't know if King is going to stay. I don't know what he's going to do. But if you're going to keep him, sign him, pay him money. I think he's good. He's doable. He loves a lot of 20 tackles. He's decent in the past game. Chase Evans ain't showed me no reason why he shouldn't be on our team, uh, except the fact that, yeah, he gets a little dinged up at times. But I think we are all right. I think we just need to make sure that certain positions are thicker. If we need to self-correct. It ain't really got much to do with the draft for us. We need self-correcting. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to push this to Tommy for a question. You know, Arizona drafts 15th, so that's their slot in the first round. Yeah. Now, you heard, you heard what Jeremy said with, you know, the needs of Arizona and everything. What are some players that would fit of the, the needs that Arizona needs at that number 15 slot? For corner, I like a physical guy like J.C. Horn. I think he'd fit in nice there in Carolina. If you're looking offensive tackle, maybe a guy like Christian Darisaw could probably be there right around 15. What schools are these cats from, Tom? Uh, Darisaw, Virginia Tech, uh, J.C. Horn, South Carolina. Okay. Yeah, J.C. Right. Horn, J.C. Horn He's is a son Joe of Horn's um, son. Yeah. Um, and what position play? Corner. Corner. Okay. Um, okay. The the other guy that you you said defensive tackle, and I know there was a ton of injuries this year, uh, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of. You know, yeah, we can't, we can't keep Peter's, we can't, yo, we can't keep Peter's healthy. Like, 
No. No, we might so, even draft a couple of you left. <laughs> so there was a guy that I thought, you know, from Alabama, Christian Barrymore, who really shot up and, you know, he's getting closer to that number one defensive tackle rating. But, yeah. you know, they, they could go in the second round and everything. But, like, like, like looking at them, you know, I, I kind of – I don't want to compare them to, you know, the Eagles. But, mm-hmm. you know, you look at a lot of the, the young players and getting out – getting some more out of the young players. You said Isaiah Simmons. And mm-hmm. being able to get more out of that guy and to be able to use them correctly – and I feel like that's something that with the Eagles this year is they didn't use a lot of their younger players, you know, correctly. They didn't use them enough. You know, one guy right. is Miles, Miles Sanders. You know, they give him 15, 16 touches a game, and yet he's your most explosive playmaker. Right. And, you know, st- stuff like that, I understand the game The game plan's different. And, um, you know, you have, you know, if, there's, if they're stopping the run, you don't want to run the ball more, you know. There's different things, but when you have an absolute playmaker, and a guy like Isaiah Simmons could be a playmaker on the playmaker on the defense. You saw him at Clemson. Um, yeah. He he was one of my favorite defensive players coming out of the draft. And when they mm-hmm. got him, I thought, oh, you know, it'd be great. But I was I was satisfied. But the problem, I feel like you know, it's almost like the beginning years of you know when they drafted Hassan Reddick, they didn't mm-hmm. use it to their strengths. And this year, it seems like they. They started to use him to what he is, his strength was. He had what twelve and a half sacks. Well, yeah, so it's it's, About it's half huge. of those came against us. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Giants. <laughs> right. right. Got a five sack day. Yep. So Tommy knows that name real well because yep. he kept hitting his quarterback. But no, I just feel like you have to, and it, that's also on coaches too to be able to put the players in the right position and use them right. correctly because. Carolina had a player, Jeremy Chin, who was one of the top, you know, rookies, safeties. Right. But Simmons is kind of the same mold, can play everywhere, can play a whole, you know, we have a comment here, you know, Simmons is a Swiss Army knife. Basically, you know? right, yeah. So my, I said it in our podcast, Johnny, uh, 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 we were talking about, you know, we stay in the bird gang every fourth game. I said it yeah, in, in, in the third quarter, going to the fourth quarter football. Those are the things that are going to make it successful. Put Simmons on the field and use him in all different ways. The kid is so long and so rangy, he can run, right? Blitz him, drop him in coverage. He needs to be over here, he needs to be over here, he needs to be over there. They need to be looking for 48 at all times, right? So that's kind of what they need to do with him. He needs to learn multiple positions, and he needs to just be all over the field. Hell, we need to see him in defensive backfield sometimes. He needs to be lined up at strong safety sometimes, right? He's that talented of a kid, right? So when you got to – Counting this dude in so many ways, he's bound to make plays, right? So we got to put this kid, get him active, get him all over the place, train him up, make him smarter, right? So we stop giving him dumbass penalties, you know what I'm saying? Late hits and all that, right? They're aggressive penalties, I'll take it, but still, you got to have that, have your wits about you to understand when it's time to pull back. So, yeah, I don't think, I don't think draft for us, for us, of course, it's key pieces in the draft. I think D line is, D line and O line is, they're, they're, Focal points at this at this point. We need D linemen, O linemen, good ones, durable ones, cast that can play and and make a difference. And we can get that. And then of course we do our self-correcting, right? We we take care of self. And I think we're gonna be all right, man. You know? But if we don't, we're gonna, we're gonna be bad off. And you know, of course, free agency is coming up, so there's gonna be some needs that are uh, you know addressed there. So the drafting and the holes. They're going to be they're possibly a little different uh, with free agency coming up uh, next month. So that's something, you know, to watch too. 
Um, you know, I want to thank Jeremy for joining us, you know, talking some football, talking some draft. Um, you can follow Jeremy on Twitter at you know me big. Yeah, it's pretty as but it's big, yeah. <laughs> and you also um, your podcast, JB and Benny Blue Review. Um, yeah, follow on yeah. Instagram uh, at JB and Benny Blue Review. Um, you would any anything new you guys got coming? Anything new you got you know coming up in the, the off season or anything like that? What you're gonna be talking I mean, about? We, you know, we we gonna do what we do. Uh, you know, what I'm saying we we fish it out. We talk about it, of course. Everything that's going on, hot. We got the hot topics, you know. what I'm saying, of course, the basketball is about to be the playoffs. Um, in about in about what, three or four more weeks, they're about to be in the playoffs. Um, just so we're just gonna be chopping up about whatever. Of course, free agency is gonna be crazy. Uh, we're gonna be basically doing what you guys are doing right now. We're gonna be interacting here in the next couple episodes. So we're really excited about that. Uh, we're gonna have you guys on the whole all about the bird squad. Uh, definitely for the beginning of uh, after the draft, most likely, or before the draft, uh, and have a big powwow like we do with the guys out here at KSR in, uh, in, uh, in Arizona. So I appreciate you guys, man. My fourth visit, all right? Uh, I'll be back and hope y'all have a good evening, man. And you can follow, uh, you follow Tommy at TBarnett91. You can follow myself at JohnnyU9322. Uh, we want to thank everyone for tuning in, uh, everyone uh, uh, hitting those likes, share buttons. Um, we want to thank uh, Athletes Hub as well. Uh, you can follow them at Athletes Hub. But, you know, just like I said, I want to thank everyone for uh, joining us. And, you know, the way I always end it, I always give a go birds. Go bird. Bird gang. <laughs>